special shout out to our sponsor, Qualia. Qualia is the category creating digital closing platform used by thousands of lenders across the country to seamlessly work with their title and escrow partners. By working better together, Qualia is powering lenders to deliver a differentiated closing experience for their clients. Through real-time communications, closing status updates, and workflow management, Qualia brings lenders together with home buyers and sellers, title and escrow agents, and real estate agents for a secure and seamless closing experience. Qualia is proud to have been awarded the Housing Wire Tech 100 Award for real estate as well as CB Insights FinTech 250 Award. Discover how you can work more efficiently with your title and escrow partners at qualia.com forward slash innovators. That's Q-U-A-L-I-A.com forward slash innovators. Hello, everyone. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to the Mortgage Innovators Podcast, where we deliver fresh and hopefully entertaining insights on all things mortgage and the innovation propelling our industry forward. My name is Michael Guidotti with American Pacific Mortgage, and every Tuesday you can find our rotating group of hosts who all share their own unique connection to the industry. This week, we're going to recap Experience 22, a conference recently hosted by ICE Mortgage Technology. Joining us in this week's discussion is ICE's very own Eric Quiella. Nailed it. <laughs> as well as Ty Ciola of Qualia, who is a sponsor of the Mortgage Innovators Podcast. Good to see you all again. Thank you both so much for joining this week. We're really excited to recap uh, last week's events and really hear, hear what the takeaways were. And before we get into it, we want to make sure that everyone knows that the Mortgage Innovators Conference 2022, The Power of Innovation, is back in person, coming up really soon uh, for an experience that you don't want to miss. Uh, we can't wait for you to join us May 2nd to 4th, 2022 at the Hilton Anaheim. Uh, registration is now live and information about the agenda and sponsorship opportunities can be found at mortgageinnovators.com slash conference. That's mortgageinnovators.com forward slash conference. All right, guys, super excited. Uh, have a great group of guests this week and uh, want to just kind of kick things off um, in Really, Ty, I want to start with you. The overall event of ICE uh, Experience 22 and comparable to the past experiences. What, what are a few of your thoughts? Yeah, Michael. Uh, I was actually just talking to Eric about that. I think this is the best ICE conference that I'd ever been to just in terms of execution, conversations. Uh, there's a real focus right now. I thought uh, ICE's messaging really resonates with what's going on in the industry right now. Um, obviously, given the the shift to the purchase environment, um, you know, the messaging and just overall conversations were really focused around like improving the customer experience, lowering the cost of the manufacturing of a loan, increased profitability, um, how to help teams effectively really focus. And then I think also how to help lenders manage scale. Awesome. What about you, Eric? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of resonate all the all the same things. I mean, that's obviously the key part. I mean, <clears throat> we're going to talk about a little bit about kind of automation and kind of that, that customer uh, experience, which Coincidentally, it's the name of the uh, event itself. That's always helpful. Um, but you know, a lot of the few things that we wanted to make sure that we kind of got across is that we're trying to just acknowledge the problems in the industry, right? And they haven't really changed that much. I mean, the cost of origination is still high. Borrower experience is still kind of being worked out and kind of tweaked through. So we want to make sure we're kind of connecting the dots, not only just through that experience, but even into the servicing world uh, as well. And how's that kind of loop come all the way back? So. Um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's kind of the things that we've been trying to to resonate and kind of, you know, acknowledge that we're trying to solve problems for in the industry. So, you know, those are all key things. 
so Eric, I gotta, I gotta just first of all congratulate you because I know it was your first, your first event that you, you know, what? basically soup the nuts hosted. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it has to be by far the biggest in-person vendor, not only the I biggest ice event, but mm -hmm. the biggest vendor hosted event, at least that I've ever been a part of in the mortgage industry. Um, you know, you guys obviously have built a very big portfolio of mortgage technology products under the ice umbrella. Um, and I, I was, you know, I was super impressed. Um, I haven't been to an ICE conference in, you know, a few years. Obviously, the virtual thing we all know, you know, obviously leaves uh, a bit to be desired. But the back in person, biggest event ever. Congratulations! It was it was amazing. I, I appreciate that. It was definitely a, a very large team effort. Uh, and th this year was was obviously interesting, right? We came kind of spun off of two virtual events, right? And then we were questionable because like Omicron was really hot at the beginning of the year. So is this one even going to happen? There was a lot of conversation around that. So we kind of just said, you know what? It's time to, to buck up and just kind of move forward with it. People are getting ready to get back together, clearly, right? I mean, Sue, I think you were just down at the Mortgage Collaborative Conference, right? So yeah. I think everyone's just excited to get back together, as were we. Like a lot of the people even on my team that helped kind of put all this stuff together, even on the marketing side, both my team and they, we've never met each other in person. So it's just great <laughs> to like get even just our group of, of folks together, right? It was a little bit selfish, but you know, it's nice to get those those kind of people together, which is which is oh. part of the battle, so. Think about the number of people that were literally seeing each other, maybe for the very first time. And like, wow, bro, I thought you were 6'2", you know, you're 5'6", and you know, and there's like a lot of those <laughs> conversations. And, you know, to piggyback on what Dan said, and I don't say this to all the conferences, but not only was it really the largest that, you know, I think we've, we've seen out of a vendor since, you know, any time I can remember, it was top shelf. I mean, and like literally, like every single thing, you know, Garth and I were, were tracking around and we're like, should we like drop something on the floor to see like, it, will it hit before somebody scampers over and picks it up? I mean, it was like just, and I mean that from just the content, the execution, like even how people how they sat people in the event to make sure people were in the front i mean it was just like every single detail was thought of and completely top shelf which made it a great experience i mean it, it truly did it absolutely lived up to its name so well done i really i really appreciate and that the team's going to really appreciate that as well there's a ton of effort that goes that goes into it a couple <laughs> sleepless nights maybe sunday night and monday night just to make sure it kind of comes together but um it's 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 all it's all well worth it. The amount the amount of detail that goes into this thing, like I, I mean, just to kind of go off a little bit, but I think Dan kind of hit it on. But it's actually my first in-person experience. We've hosted two virtual ones. The one I attended before that in 2019 was me as a partner on the Capsulon side. So I wasn't even on the at that time it was Ellie, but Ellie May on that side. And then prior to that, I've never actually been to ones. So, and then you know, advanced three years, the whole team is kind of brand new, and we have to put this event on. So it's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's, it 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 appears to have paid off, which is good. So I appreciate everyone's compliments. It's great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Got to get the team to tune into the podcast so they can hear the great compliments <laughs> they, directly, right? <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, yeah, like, oh, Eric's great. That's super. You said some nice things. Wonderful. <laughs> I get back to work now. <laughs> okay, fine. So Eric, Eric, I will say one of the things that kind of hit home for me and some of the people that I've talked to that that attended was the the expert led training sessions. Um, I think that was a big hit, uh, at least from people that I've spoken to, especially that are leveraging multiple, you know, sets of your products, uh, especially as, you know, 
you know, we're all being asked to reduce costs, you know, not go after the next shiny widget, right? We're, you know, we're, we're kind of in this down market and every, we're looking for every opportunity to cut costs and optimize on the existing tools that we already are leveraging, right? So that, to me, that totally plays into that and gives an opportunity for people to get, you know, free training, just, you know, pay for your expenses to get there. But, you know, it's a free training opportunity to really figure out, you know, do you under really understand every way you can maximize this tool for your organization? Um, yeah. And, you know, I heard nothing but praise about the people that you had there uh, facilitating those sessions. And, and to me, that was that was a home run. Yeah, this one, this, it's interesting you bring that up because this is actually the first one also with the MERS and Simplifile folks, right? So it's not only just a combination. So going back to meeting people for the first time, this is the first time we've actually come together as kind of this tri-organization into one kind of umbrella. Obviously, we've been that way for a couple of years, but physically kind of underneath the same roof, which was interesting. Those training sessions have kind of evolved, right? They were historically very traditional kind of encompass focused, right? And rightfully, rightfully mm -hmm. so. But now that we have the whole MERS and Simplify and even AIQ and um, just starting to expand even uh, Velocify is an older acquisition, of course, but even incorporating those products underneath this umbrella to say, look, we're, we're not just Encompass, like we've got to, we got to support all this other stuff, right? And I hope nobody listens to stuff, you know, they love when I say stuff when I call, when they, when I call it, <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's, it's how do we incorporate those other facets of the business to make sure, look, you may not be an Encompass customer, yep. right? But you might use AIQ, right? Dan, you're a great example of that, right? And then, you know, you might be a Simplify customer or not. So we're even talking about even in 2023, how do we even expand the audience beyond just the lender community, like how do we get into the title agent or the settlement agent side of things, right? Do we incorporate realtors into this because now they're part of this mix? And so there's even some conversations around maybe 2023, most likely probably beyond that, but trying to even broaden it even further because it is kind of touching, you know, the entire aspect of the business. But and trainings, trainings a key part of it. Like let's help you leverage and optimize what you've what you've invested in. So. Well, I think Dan started us down that road, so I think we just keep on with it. So when we're talking about some of the overarching uh, themes of the event um, that you all saw, uh, Ty, let's start with you, man. What what are you thinking? You know, I uh, mentioned a couple of them earlier, just I think around the key messaging, automation being one. Um, I just really had something that resonated, I think, with myself as well as several uh, lender customers that I talked to too was like the one percent get one percent better every day. So instead of taking on massive projects that take six months or four months to implement, it's like how do you continually get better? Um, so finding vendors that have plug and play solutions or finding vendors that know how to navigate through the buying cycle. Um, so that was really interesting uh, take, and I think it really resonated with just a lot of the conversations we had with folks at the conference. Yeah, that whole that one percent theme is a is a big thing. You know, you heard it obviously you heard Joe talk about it at, at the keynote and stuff, but he even broke it down like into our industry, right? If 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 the lending community just does one more loan per day, that bridges potentially, right? Potentially bridges that gap of you know the difference between origination from last year versus what could potentially end up being being this year. And you break it down, it's like, well, it's just one a day. Yeah, it's easier said than done, of course, as we all know, but um, but again, if you break that that elephant into, I hate to use cliches, but bite that elephant in one piece, you know, one bite at a time, um, it, it pays off in dividends, for sure. That's been a big, big theme. You know, even I, we even carry it down to our team, trying to figure out like how do we, how do we do another like value-added webinar or whatever the case is, trying to figure that is it just, it's just one? Let's just see if it works and it adds value to it. So that that's a big underlying theme uh, from the top down, you know, from the top down here at ICE, so which is cool. Sue, what, what what are you thinking? 
Well, I was actually like even writing down some notes because these are like, you know, I couldn't get everywhere while I was there. And so these are these are some cool takeaways. But, you know, I mean, to, to go along with what Ty was saying, you know, I, I heard a lot of messages surrounding um, automation and utilizing uh, technology and uh, the borrower experience. And not just the borrower experience, really I'll say the customer experience. And the customer is not just the borrower, but it's your partners involved, whether it be your real estate agents, it's also your loan officers and the experience they're having because, you know, now we've got, a, you know, some labor market things that we're dealing with as we're thinking about recruiting and retaining. And so the, you know, for me, that was a big headline kind of um, throughout the event is that those two things, some people would think those two things are in conflict with each other, that utilizing automation and technology is, is you can't have a great customer experience. And I say those things are absolutely joined together and you must use technology wisely, efficiently um, to create a great experience for your customers, your partners, and even your loan officers. And so that's what I really loved about it was, was you know, it's interesting as we're talking about even just looking at volume, you know, one of the things that, you know, I hear a lot when I talk to lenders is everybody's big plan, you know, for 2022 is just to grab more market share. And it's like, well, there is, <laughs> not everybody's going to get more market share, right? Some people will, but some people will not, right? And so the people that I believe will are going to be the pe people that master those two things, that master really utilizing and not running away from technology. That's one thing that, you know, Dan, you said it really well a couple minutes ago about being really smart about what you're using. And I, I tell lenders when I talk to them right now, don't look at your usage over the last year or two and say, oh, that thing is a piece of junk. People haven't had time to shower in the last two years. So let's like, hang on, but let's be smart about what are we utilizing? Can we utilize it more deeply? And to, to push on your vendors, to, you know, your partners um, to say, how can you help me, you know, get better at this, get more out of this, get more engagement with this and, and utilize this fully so that we can create that great experience for the loan officers and the customers as well. So those were, as I said, kind of my big, big headlines that I saw woven throughout the entire event, which I'm sure was done on purpose. <laughs> was it like Garth? I mean, I think Sue, you were staying there for a little bit um, when you and I were kind of talking, but we flashed up one of these data points that I'm gonna hope I, I gotta get this right because I'm gonna go on a limb here, so bear with me. But uh three percent of cars were bought online prior to the to the pandemic. Three, three percent. Post pandemic, it's now 30%, right? And then Garth, Garth steps up, right? Garth Graham from Stratmore steps up and says, not only that, guys, 63% of home buyers. Bought a house sight unseen. Is that something 62? I forget what the exact number was, but it was no, high. Yeah. I, I, it was around 60, but you know, 60% yeah. of stats are made up on the spot too, Eric. It was around 60%. But but to your point, what what automation needs to do and what an experience means is a totally different thing than what experience totally. or a great experience meant maybe 24 months ago, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly right. And I think we just need to acknowledge that the the way people are buying stuff is different. Yep. Right. And it, but and there's also the people that won't change. Like my dad's not gonna buy a car online. There's no way. Like it's he'd be like go pound sand, Eric. But I, I've bought two of them in the past years that way. So it's a matter of just trying to identify what what audience are you actually dealing with and making sure you can complement not only just those aspects of the business but the other demographics you got to deal with as well. And it comes down to automation. And then I think Garth said it as well. Sorry, it's like a Garth plug, I guess, but that's okay. But I, he's awesome. But <laughs> he calls the, the purchase transaction episodic, right? Whereas refinance is more transactional. Whereas it's like, a, it's like an episode. You got to go through stages within that buying experience, which could be three days or six to nine months, depending on the length of the price. So how do you, 
keeping because there's a lot of dead time in that and how do you use automation to keep people engaged and but then mm -hmm. how do you how do you back it off in times when dan wants to just reach out and talk to me about something like that's okay too we want to make sure we we balance those things out so that was a big topic they were talking about like what is that balance between that personal touch right but also leveraging the automation piece to keep them engaged so that they don't go you know what i really don't want to deal with this lender anymore i'm halfway through my process let me go shift over here you know it's how do you how do you keep them kind of held on to like throughout that entire transaction Re refinance is a little different purchase is a completely different business i'm putting on oh, my loan yeah. offer for an animal yeah. <laughs> totally different animal. Well, i got a question for ty if i may because ty you and your great team at qualia you know obviously spent a lot of time hanging in that wonderful um which it truly was i thought that was an amazing expo hall um with all the all the vendors there what was kind of the buzz you were hearing as you had a lot of lenders and maybe other vendors coming past what were what were some of the questions people were asking uh, about what you and the team do and just themes in general yeah i think that's it was first of all again great great expo uh, was very well set up and and i think the nice thing as an exhibitor there was so much traffic across the board that everybody had an opportunity whether it was us or other vendors to to talk to customers and prospective lenders right there um i think key themes that people were walking by i mean obviously well, I think one of the really nice things about the experience conference is you have a lot of, of users, right? You have a lot of admin, you know, LOS admins and Compass admins. So people that are there to to learn, people that are look to evaluate new technology. And so people walking by and saying, hey, um, we've heard of you guys before. What do you do? Or be able to like have conversations about um, like real business problems that they're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis versus when you're talking to an executive, obviously you're talking about, you know, KPIs and, and high-level metrics and being able to actually um, understand like what the pain points are for lenders um, on a day-to-day -day basis, like as they're working through their jobs as a um, an LOS admin, for example. So that was really really great insight and information to hear um, that we don't always get when we're talking to a lot of C-level execs. Yeah, I think that's a great point because even some of the feedback that I got from a few of our people that went to the event was around just having that peer-to-peer -peer conversation, talking through some of the things of people that have not only just the same, you know, LOS that we do, you know, using ICE, but are using some of the other tools and like some of the, the same issues or, you know, opportunities that we're running into, they're experiencing it as well. And also having that power, of, you know, having multiple lenders there kind of sharing the same you know item that they need help with and then getting that direct feedback i'm sure you know eric you and the ice team like having it kind of those group sessions where you're able to get that you know directly and kind of it helps probably prioritize for you guys it does yeah i mean we, we tried to incorporate a few of those kind of so the way we kind of set up the sessions this year was kind of across three different strategies one is around what we call it kind of um strategy plan and execute so strategy is more like a customer and a partner right in many cases we had a couple of those sessions we're talking about how great everyone is right the things we're doing and the wonderful benefits we're getting as partners and so on and so forth and then the plan sessions were more demonstrations right more like okay they talked about it how does the actual product and core products actually kind of complement what they were just talking about and then the last one which we're probably going to do more of in 2023 which i got a question for this group in a second but um how do we get a couple of people on stage? And I'm gonna use an example, right? We had Susie Lindblom and 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 John Herring on stage and they were kind of talking about the barriers in underwriting, right? Oh, it's tough or you're having a recruiting problem, right, Sue? Trying to retain people and things like that. Uh, but they kicked the question back to the group and it was all set up in like round tables to have that, the, the, the peers kind of talk to each other. 
and uh, and share these kinds of ideas and talk about these topics and then kick back a response and then they talk about it for a few minutes and then kick another question out to the group and one of the things that, that we're thinking about doing next year is, is more of those types of things just so you know ty like as a partner right you get to kind of be immersed into it you get to hear some of the feedback what are the problems that people are kind of uh, uh relaying to the group and you know how are they potentially being solved or not solved right or just kind of you know we don't know how to solve it it's completely broken we have no idea so we'd love to kind of do more of that but i'd be curious to see what you guys I mean, it was a great conference. I appreciate it. But you know, what else would you guys like to see from us? I mean, let's, I'd, I'd be curious to see what you guys would, would want to see more of us or less of, right? Probably less of, a, of me, but that's okay. But more of Joe and all those guys because they're all fantastic talkers and stuff. So, <laughs> but. I, I personally think you hit it on the head. I, as a lender going to those, I, I love the peer-to-peer kind of conversations with with the vendor partners in the room, kind of really hearing you know, the live, the people that are in the weeds that are doing it. And, and I think it also just from the lender side, it's what we do at our events with our loan officers. You know, I know, you know, Dan and, you know, his team do the same at their company. And so I think it really just creates that consistency for us as, you know, the way that we're running our, you know, events with our LOs and branches and getting their direct feedback, then being able to come and apply it in, you know, the, the vendor settings with our partners. Uh, I see just so much value in that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think the more, you know, especially you, you don't get that many opportunities where you, especially if you have multiple vendor partnerships, because, you know, integration plays such a key role in everything we do, right? And, you know, it's a surface and build trends on, you know, you don't have that many opportunities where it's, you know, both vendor partners and a group of lenders in a room figuring out where limitations are and where you can kind of take that integration to the next level. And, I think you know those types of strategy sessions, advisory groups, um, to really figure out where you can take those partnerships to the next level is you know tremendously valuable. I, I'll tell you, I'll um, I actually mentioned this to Dan Morris. Poor Dan Morris, who is like a <laughs> handler, like oh god, you know, I'm like the worst. He's like, oh, are you going to turn in the presentation before? And I'm like, yeah. So poor guy, he was amazing. But the suggestion that I had for him um, is. I would like to see some closed door vendor only sessions. Oh, okay. Where yeah, the yeah. vendors could actually get together because it's always the lender only and the vendors can't come in. And I like that you, you know, had a lot of combinations. But I think, you know, again, coming from, you know, most recently, the last decade or two, um, exclusively on the vendor side, I think there are a lot of things where I'd love to see vendors be able to talk without necessarily lenders there and say, you know, what are you, what are the objections that you're coming up with? How can we do a better job, you know, proving out ROI and outcomes to our customers? You know, where do we need to get better with, um, you know, helping them with vendor management? How do we need to, uh, you know, improve our integrations? What can we do better to partner together? So I, I, I would like to have that, like a, a workshop session where the vendors can be there together and kind of work on their, their issues together. Sounds like Sue just volunteered to lead one of our sessions next year. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> just don't ask me to turn in the presentation early. So. I got it. Expectation set. Got it. We're good. Well, I was going to say, I'm going to piggyback off of what Sue said. I absolutely love that idea because I spend a lot of my time uh, when I wasn't in sessions or at the expo doing exactly what Sue mentioned. I was talking to other vendors the entire time to talk about you know how are there different teams set up how do we navigate uh, contracts and diligence differently with different lenders you know whether it be a credit union an IMB uh, or a bank and so having these types of conversations so that everyone can be in alignment and we can uh, you know not only provide solutions but also execute and implement in a, in a way that aligns 
uh, with best practices across the industry. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys come up with uh, for next year. So am I. <laughs> so, before we wrap it up, I, I got to kick it over to Sue. You got a you got a story to share with us? I do. You know, just just I there was a story I wanted to share about Joe Tyrell. So I've known Joe an awful long time. We have been, you know, competitors, you know, um co-opetition in the past, you know, just and always, you know, good friends. He's just he's just a great person. So a quick story about him. I remember Garth and I had walked into the expo hall for the first time and being like the shortest two people like in the whole place naturally we find you know all the tallest people that we can to take pictures with but we literally the minute that we walked in we bumped right into joe talked to him for a couple of minutes and he was just you know standing there kind of enjoying it and about 20 minutes later we walked back to the far back bar in the back corner you know to get a cocktail and there's a line of probably 10 people and joe's standing at the end of the line and he's just standing there patiently, you know, by himself. And so we came up behind him. We're kind of giving him some crap. We're like, you know, hey, bro, we could like bring you a, you know, bring you a drink <laughs> here for you, you know. And um, what he said was, he said, you know, he said, I've been to every single bar stand in the expo hall and I just want a soda. But they all told me they couldn't give me a soda that I had to, you know, eventually somebody finally told me you have to go to this one in the back corner. And so I'm just waiting for my soda. And when he got up to the front, yes, sure enough, he got his soda and Joe was so kind and respectful and polite to this bartender who had no idea that Joe was like the guy signing the check, you know, for the party. <laughs> and I thought that just said a lot about Joe's character. I posted it on LinkedIn because I was so just like, you know, um, I was really touched by that because I think it just said a lot about his character and the kind of person that he is, that he wasn't busting to the front and don't you know who I am? And I think that's just the kind of leader that he is. And you see that shine through a lot of what he does. And that was one of my, like, I don't know, it was one of my my moments uh, at the conference was just observing that. And so um, hats off, you've just got incredible leadership at the company as well. It trickles down from there, that's for Cult sure. Culture starts at the top. Yep. yep. Okay. 100%. Well, thank you guys all for being on so much today. Um, really, really appreciate it. Uh, Eric, know how busy you are. Appreciate you taking the time to be on with us. And Ty, thank you so much for you and Qualia and your sponsorship and continued partnership. And for, thank you all for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, make sure to hit the subscribe button uh, to the Mortgage Innovators YouTube channel or wherever you podcast. And until next time, have a great one.